0: Technically Iowa is a Technology Association of Iowa podcast, highlighting innovators and tech leaders throughout the state. The Technology Association of Iowa is a statewide member-based organization uniting Iowa's technology community by connecting leaders, developing talent, driving public policy, and fostering diversity and inclusion. The Technology Association of Iowa believes every Iowa company is a technology company Visit technologyiowa.org to learn more and get involved. My name is Cassandra Kotek, and I will be your host for today's show. With us today, talking about cloud computing, is Ryan Scott, Chief Information Officer at Wells Enterprises. Thanks for being here today, Ryan.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Cassandra. Good to be here.
0: Let's start with who you are and what your role entails at Wells Enterprises.
1: So, my name is Ryan Scott, I'm the Chief Information Officer. So, I run the entirety of the it organization i have our infrastructure teams network data center cybersecurity help desk our application teams that support our manufacturing plants and other parts of our business and then i also run our shared services group which is everything that's back office processing at wells so payroll accounts payable claim settlement customer service master data and then we have a new uh, robotic process automation team that's part of that group as well.
0: Can you talk to us a little bit more about cloud computing in terms of examples you have that you've used it at Wells for manufacturing efficiency?
1: Yeah, so one of the things we've done with cloud is, is use it for applications that just make good sense to host. So all of our HR related software is all cloud based. So We use a a solution from Oracle for that. That entails pretty much everything, payroll, benefits, and all things HR. Nice thing about that is it gives all of our employees easy access to all of those capabilities, no matter where they are. So a lot of our manufacturing and operations type staff can access it from home easily, get in their benefits information and payroll information easily, and then just interact with our HR team through that tool. So that's been a really good use of of cloud for us. The, The other thing we've started to see more and more of is cloud based solutions that use data from the equipment in our facilities. So many of our machines that make ice cream have sensor based devices on them and devices that record information about the equipment and how it's running. And a lot of the providers out there now have cloud based solutions where you can interact with them through that data to determine health of the machine, vibration patterns, temperature readings, other things that might be out of range. We're seeing more and more of that type of activity on our on our platform.
0: So can you chat with us a little bit about how cloud computing and infrastructure has evolved over the last 10 years at Wells?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. So Wells, we run we run our own data center. We still do. We run it in Lamarce. It's part of our corporate office. And It's a fairly new facility. I'm going to get the date of the corporate center wrong, but I think it's less than 20 years old. So the data center is a fairly new facility. We have a really good piece of infrastructure in and around the town of Lamars. We have, I can't remember if it's five or six different buildings that are all fiber connected back to our data center. So for the Lamars crew, really great performance out of the stuff that we host out of that data center. And we still do run our, our main ERP and manufacturing execution systems out of that that center in the Mars. But what we've seen change uh, over the last five to 10 years is evolution to the cloud for all things that aren't true manufacturing focus. So as you'd expect, all of the user productivity tools, email, instant messaging, you know, voice and conferencing solutions, file sharing, all of that stuff moving to the cloud and then a lot of the systems that uh, interact with our, our core manufacturing systems are now cloud solutions. So things like, you know, fleet management, logistics technologies, technologies that manage our trucks in and around the yard, other pieces of analytics tools are, are all cloud based. So a lot more movement to that. So we have a pretty good hybrid solution at Wells of core manufacturing execution that's on premise, and then a lot of the newer technologies being in the cloud.
0: Let's talk a little bit about workforce. How do you feel STEM education is influencing the next generation that could potentially be working and influencing at Wells?
1: Yeah, it's just STEM education is really, really important for Wells and, and not just for IT people. Wells relies heavily on a large volume of engineers at many of our facilities, and then a highly technical staff that works in R&D around food science and the formulations that go into our ice cream. So really, really broad set of STEM skills that go into the team that makes up the core group at Wells. You know, STEM education and TAI's been an advocate for this for quite some time. Very, very important, especially as a lot of our talent still continues to be sourced from Iowa. We've branched out a bit into other areas. We now have facilities in New York and one in Las Vegas. So we've expanded our reach of talent pool under those areas. But we still hire a lot of our talent in and, in and around Iowa. So pr- promoting those education programs within our state, very, very important to the Wells team.
0: So what changes have you made at Wells due to your cloud computing findings?
1: A lot of people ask me, you know, why do you still run a data center? So I get that question a lot. We've studied some of that in the past and think about that. But our our hybrid model works pretty well for the business that we're in. I think the thing that's probably changed the most is the unique set of skills that's required in IT staff and especially technology people to be able to work with both. So a lot of the more traditional work that teams would be doing, building server environments or on-premise type stuff, have now transitioned into skills that are needed for cloud architecture, setting things up in some of the major cloud providers that we use, and then being able to tie them back into our, our network and tying those pieces of network capability together. So our technology team's done a really nice job evolving in those areas. And then on the other side of the coin, our applications teams, you know, traditional on-premise applications get deployed one way. And and today, our best developers are capable of using both tools that are hosted in technologies like Azure, for example, as well as building software that runs in and around Oracle. So really been a skill change uh, that's been needed for a lot of team members. And fortunately, we've we've got some great team members on the IT tech team at Wells that have been able to evolve and adapt to be able to do both of those kinds of things.
0: So looping back to STEM education and immersing the next generation, do you have internship programs or apprenticeship programs at Wells? How do those work?
1: Yeah, we do. We have internship programs every year at Wells. Some years we have a few and some years we have a lot. Depends a lot on our state of our business and how many of them we can effectively handle it into our organization. I think at most, I don't have a huge IT team, but at most we've had four or five interns at one time in the IT group over the course of a summer. But yes, we offer them every year. We actually, we work really hard to get our interns into roles that are very meaningful. So we'll put them in real work situations. Some, for example, have worked on our help desk, actually taking calls. We've had others work on our cyber team. We've had interns work hand-in-hand with our application development staff, building software that's going to be used in the business. And that gives us a real opportunity to see what kind of capabilities the students have. And we work very hard to try and then land the ones that we have a good interaction with into full-time rules as we go forward and we've been pretty successful with that so it's been a it's been a good deal for us to have that program
0: that's awesome so looping back again to workforce you've got plants in New York and Las Vegas you mentioned talk to me a little bit about how those plants stay connected and how the manufacturing 4.0 revolution has helped that in a positive way
1: yeah so those facilities uh The plant that we bought in Las Vegas and around Las Vegas is in a town called Henderson. And when we bought it, uh, we bought it from the company that was selling it. Basically, uh, it came with nothing as far as IT goes. So we had, we had the great task of getting it up and running in days. It was more like maybe 45 days, but it was very fast. So we went out there with all of our, our core infrastructure and, and wired it up. So it's, we had the ability to take it and make it very similar to our Lamar's facilities right out of the gate. The plant in New York came with its whole own set of technology and we've been evolving it over years now to connect it well with the Lamar's facility. You know, the, the, the challenge in and around the plants, I would say is a less of a technology challenge and more of a business challenge in, in terms of the capabilities. So. It's finding the systems and the data that can really tell us information about how well all of the facilities are running, which ones are the most effective at making different products and what can run well there, and then using that information to help put together effective plans for what should we make where, how much of it should we make there, what should get shipped, what customers from what locations, all of that type of tech, and We've spent a lot of energy on that over the last few years, and we still have a ways to go.
0: So talk to me about the manufacturing footprint in the next five to 10 years at Wells. What do you see or hope to see happen?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I I don't, you, you might need Mr. Mike Wells to get that answer. Mike has aspirations of Wells continuing to be a growth company and a growth company to lead the ice cream category. So. We we will continue to expand and grow as opportunities present themselves. So that might happen over the next five years. I I don't know that I uh, could say that for sure. I do, though, that in the foreseeable future, I don't think we'll be doing anything immediate as we're going to try and focus on continuing to make the facilities that we have as good as they can be and get them to operate at a very high level, working together well. And that will be our focus here over the next, say, 12 to 18 months. That being said, you know, you never know. Five years from now, Wells, number one manufacturing company for ice cream in the U.S. It's possible, right?
0: Sounds good to me. Yeah. I know I am personally contributing to that goal. So tell Mr. Wells that Cassandra is working hard at that goal.
1: We appreciate Uh, that.
0: So chat with me a little bit about supply chain and how that's been affected, especially in the last... 12 to 18 months and with trying to make all the different plants work cohesively, how has that affected things?
1: Since the time of COVID, we've had a lot of workforce challenges, right? And so you, you can imagine a facility in New York with New York level legislation and culture has had much different challenges here in Iowa, but every facility's had just general workforce issues. In terms of having enough people to make all of the ice cream that we need to, we're still fighting with those as COVID continues to persist. The reality of it is, is every company and manufacturer that I talk to has this problem. So every one of them is struggling, I think, to make what they say they should be making, which just presents a whole host of, of very unique and interesting supply chain challenges. I wouldn't tell you that it's been our biggest issue though for the most part i think the team at wells has done a really good job of making sure that we have enough materials to make the products that we intend to make we've had a few unique situations where a couple of custom pieces of packaging or one key ingredient for uh, a type of ice cream we just couldn't get but we've we've still been able to run other products at that time as well so for, for us it's been much more of a workforce challenge than supply chain. I'd add on though, transportation just in general, with all the supply chain disruptions has really, really made that challenging. There's definitely a shortage of truck drivers and truck availability. And then a lot of companies, you know, scrambling, I think, to get products where they need to be and not really working on efficient plans for how to get them where they need to be. And for us, transportation is a big deal, especially making a lot of our ice cream in Lamar's and needing to get it all over the United States. So that's been a big challenge for us over the last couple of years.
0: So pivoting a little bit from struggles with workforce and supply chain, can you give us a specific example of a success that you have had at Wells due to the manufacturing 4.0 revolution?
1: So I mentioned earlier, one one of our challenges over the past, few years has been measuring the overall capabilities of all of our facilities against each other and really trying to figure out what we're capable of and what we should make where. So we've we've introduced some new technology over the last few years that interacts with each of the lines in each facility and does things to automate collection of output from each of the lines, aggregate all that information together and then give the operations team at each of those facilities good pieces of software to record information about what's happening on the line, how much downtime did I have, what were the key issues that prevented me from running at a higher level, and then rolling all that information up into some very consistent reporting that our leadership use. And a lot of that's driven by the sensor-based devices that we have on each of the lines.
0: Awesome. So. Last question for you. What resources do you believe or have you utilized that are available for Iowa companies to start to adopt these new technologies and cloud computing strategies?
1: Yeah, you know, I would just say in general, there's a really great technology partner community in and around Iowa and just the Midwest in general. You don't have to look very far to find good partners that can help you out in this space and and many of them right here in Iowa. I would say the same is true on a lot of the technology support functions that you have access to, cybersecurity and others, some great, great partners that you can be a part of here in the state.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate learning more about Wells Enterprises and the manufacturing strategy that it takes. So thank you.
1: You bet. Thanks, Cassandra.
0: Technically, Iowa is powered by the Iowa Economic Development Authority, dedicated to helping Iowa manufacturers remain globally competitive. Learn more at iowamfg.com.